0: I'm a <laughs> Hello, welcome back, everybody. Those chords don't go together. Here we go.
1: This episode is brought to you by Visit
2: Williamsburg.
3: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk
4: to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. All
0: right. That song was like my OS trying to figure out how to make a folder. Um, <laughs> welcome back to the Quarter Digital Podcast, everybody. Episode 149. We've got Fenner. What's up? Whoops. We've got Jonah. We've got Jordan. Hi what's going on everybody hope you guys are having a good day yeah i hope you enjoyed our 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 our, um preamble to this podcast and and now um now we will begin yeah so
1: it's been a great like it was just a fast day from the beginning like i feel and i just got back from atlanta but i don't know what it's been like all week but it felt like we're in the middle of like an everyone all hands on deck like yeah. There's a lot of things that are ending and there's a lot of things that are starting right now. And it's very yeah, like... Everything could just wow.
2: blow up in our faces yeah. at any given point. So we're all just kind of...
1: yeah, A lot of plates. Yeah.
0: Spinning lots of plates. <laughs> but yeah, that way. is... In a great way. Yeah, it, it is kind of a transitional time of year, honestly. I mean, I know people are starting school again, but also there happens to be this natural rhythm a lot of times when we hit the fall or the early fall where we transition from a lot of the things that we were doing at the beginning of the year... And the summer and we start thinking about okay, now we start thinking about not just this fall but also next year. Yeah. And uh I always like this time of year. The weather changes, you know, you get a, even even in LA, you can even smell a little bit of the, the leaf change in LA as time goes by, which you that's know that's not what I smell then. Depends yeah, on where you a, that where, well, yeah, yeah, it depends
3: on where you are. Yeah, it definitely Hunter Street definitely that's, does. Uh, no. <laughs> that's
1: much. Yeah. I saw some news, um, but not that kind. <laughs> So wh- what were you doing in Atlanta, Jonah? Um, well, it was my first time in Atlanta. So um, actually, this is cool. So my my girlfriend Rachel um, took the LSAT a couple months ago in the podcast room. She took it. That's like, right. I remember. Right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And she ended up getting into a law school at Emory. Blah blah blah. No, not blah blah blah. Huge Pretty big deal. deal. <laughs> um, yeah, just got and into Emory, uh, whatever. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. Emory just like an awesome law school, and so uh, I, I went down there for the first time to uh, help her move in and um, you know do that whole thing. So it was a lot of me just yeah. like building stuff, um, but it was really cool because I I only realized just the day that I landed. But um, one of my the theater drama like arts teacher that um, was at my high school lives. 20 minutes uh, out of Atlanta like the city where because we're like smacked up in the middle of the city and so mm-hmm. I texted her I haven't seen her since 2016 yeah 17 and I was like hey I'm in the city and her second text was like oh come over for dinner and I was like uh-huh. oh this is crazy um she I didn't even have a beard when when
2: you act like you're right. you're in high school like four years ago hey were uh, you
0: were you born with a beard were both you and Fenner born with beards it's true.
2: Yeah. Well, yes.
1: no, what they did is when I came out, they said, This kid looks weird because he doesn't have a beard. And they just gave me, like, they knew that I would have a beard. So they just put a beard on me. They're just like, Yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah fix, like, that's okay, Fix that, that's
0: fix that now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but it was really cool. I got to see her. She has like a whole family now. Um, and we just talked about, I did like a lot of theater in high school. It was mm-hmm. that was yeah. kind of like my thing. And it was towards the end of high school that I realized like I really wanted to get into filmmaking. That was like the transition, was like, I did theater and I, and I mixed all the music live as well. Like I was, I was a sound engineer for the school, like the head of the AV club. <laughs> so um, head of AV. it was like really cool. Wait, was this in Atlanta? Get or? it.
2: No, this no, So
1: India? Yeah, so I did when I was like 12, I moved to India and I did high school in like the foothills of the Himalaya in India from like 12 to when I was like eight, 18 when I moved away. Um, and so.
0: You went to high school. You went to high school in India
1: yeah it was like super random to the point where like uh it ha I was in like middle school it was like seventh grade yeah seventh grade and just one day I came home from school my dad was like he's a teacher and he's like I went to this conference uh learning in the brain and I met this woman teaches in India and they're looking for a math teacher you guys like you guys want to go or and I was like when he was like I don't know maybe like for the next school year like a couple months from now and I was like pretty solidified in my community and it was like, we had a whole conversation. I have two sisters, my mom, and we're just like, whatever, we'll go. And then, Dang. yeah, I didn't know it would be like my whole high school career up to like college when I did that. Because I was like in middle school, I didn't really. How many years were you there for? What grade? Six like five years. Yeah, so it was like eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, twelfth grade. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, the yeah.
2: school you went to, did everyone stay there? Or were there people like moving in and out all the time?
1: Well, so it was a, I always have to like qualify this. So it was like it's a prestigious like boarding school private boarding school but my dad was a teacher so he's like low key a genius like he i didn't pay for a private education uh-huh. i i they didn't pay for housing right like oh. all my meals were paid for because i just worked at the school so like my parents figured out this little trick that if you're like a teacher and you do boarding schools like your kids are pretty much set um and it was like a huge privilege that i had for them to like let me do that and so all my sisters and i got like a private school education for for no money like we had a
0: friend do that at notre dame his dad was a law professor and they settled there and all he had this is a classic like uh irish italian catholic family they had eight (laughs) children they had eight children oh yeah all of wow. them all of them went to Notre Dame <laughs> well
1: it's like if, under if that he...
0: same under that same thing like yeah. I don't know how much money the school you know yeah. gave yeah.
1: out there but it was yeah I think it's really like I, I don't know if I could get into a prestigious school prestigious school I can't even say the word right I don't deserve to go to <laughs> a school yeah. like that right like you know, and I like tested in, but it's like, yeah, if you, if you're a teacher at the school, you, your kids get to go to the school, and it was a really awesome experience, and and that's where I did fall in love with filmmaking, and I I found that through theater. Um, it, towards mm-hmm. the end of my time there, I actually like um I was introduced by Bethany Oki, who was the theater director. Um, and when I was in that scene, to like a filmmaker that was an alumnus of the school, Alex, who came to the school, and he's like, you got any kids who would like be interested in coming and like filming stuff with me. And so it was me and this yeah. other guy, uh, Aman. And he just like took us out and we went, I spent like a couple weeks. I didn't have to go to school. And, uh, I went to these nature reserves, um, uh, in Northern India. And we were just doing nature photography and videography, like tigers and, um, <laughs> you know, leopards and all this stuff. All, there's in a lot the of wild in or was in it? Wild, a... Yeah. It was like, Oh, oh wow. These, like expansive nature reserves, um, <laughs> in Northern so cool. India and like, like so it was the first right time i had touched a camera you know like i was just like kind yeah. of like, you know i was a theater kid i was like super technically literate i had built my own pc like i was like in yeah. that vibe but i was like the minute i went out with him and i was got the chance to shoot I was, we were shooting on like canon dslrs i just like my life was never the same like i was like oh this is the thing like this is every component of what i like to do like in one thing cuz i love theater i love the technical element and it was just it just clicked. And like he was a huge mentor to me. And Bethany, who who had been kind of my mentor through high school in a lot of ways, was like, yeah, this makes sense for you. You know, like this is like yeah. the the evolution. And it was really cool seeing her again because I got to tell her about what I do now. And it's like, I don't know how many kids she's mentored that like go through life and end up like landing in a creative field because yeah. theater for high school students is really about finding a sense of community and it's really about finding <clears throat> right you know passion in a way to like
2: right, yeah. do
1: that type of thing so oftentimes they don't end up actually becoming creative Actors, people. and that's not yeah, a problem right, yeah. that's not a problem at all you know um they end up being very yeah it's way more important career. to yeah.
0: just find your yeah your, like you said your community but also your self-confidence yeah, yeah. and yeah, your yeah, that's yeah. the hardest thing about it you know yeah. i i didn't do theater but i did you know, battle of the bands and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it's basically theater. I mean, you gotta get up there and play a song that you're really not very good
1: at. <laughs> and you know Wait, and Jake, and, what was and do the song it. you played? Yeah, I wanna know everything. I've so many um, questions. well,
0: okay, so uh one year we did Hulk Hogan put out an album, oh believe it or not. And he had one song called The Beach Patrol. <sighs> and uh Hell yeah it bro. was it Maybe was my a
2: something like that. It, so. Yeah, my, yeah. it I was my brother. It. it
0: was my brother and all of his friends, and they were the Beach Patrol, and then me and uh, two other guys were the band. And they did they we played the Beach Patrol, and they came out and did this whole act and this song and dance while we played the Beach Patrol. That was my first experience. So you guys won the
1: battle of bands.
0: <laughs> no, we did, we didn't win. Unfortunately, oh. I, they didn't like our sound enough. You know
1: yeah it was too you were too ahead of your time was the problem exactly and then we were even
0: more ahead of our time the next time when i was in a band called band electronica uh which was electronic prog rock uh that i just don't really think quite hit you know the early 2000s pop genre in the right way you know so we didn't win that year either but we had some (laughs) we had some really progressive sounds that year
4: that's good that's what you know it was all about the art wasn't about winning
0: well what it did was it 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 gave us everybody like you're saying about theater it gives you that self-confidence to stand up there in front of a crowd and and just do something and do something that's rehearsed and add a little creativity to it and you put yourself out there and that's honestly you you, you you have to do that in life
4: our school like didn't have a we we had like theater and it lasted about half a semester and then they axed it because there wasn't like enough budget or really? interest. It was a very small high school, like there was like forty kids in my graduating class. So we had yeah. we had a film program, but it was online and not like moderated at all. So it was basically like, all right, go film some stuff. So it was basically <sighs> like me and my buddies would go and like, um film random little short film things around the school. Um, My final project for that was actually pretty cool. We had a, um, in grade 11 and 12, you can get into this class called Outdoor Recreational Leadership, uh, which was run by this amazing guy, Mitch Salkers. He established the program. One of the best, you know, people I've ever met. He's amazing. And it's basically like, it takes up your entire second semester. It's all your blocks of like classes for the day. But you're essentially getting your physical education credit, your English credit, a leadership credit, uh, and a planning credit. Um, and essentially what you do is you're doing these big like expeditions and stuff. So it starts during the winter and we are doing like ski touring stuff where you'd go on like a ski expedition and dig snow caves and sleep in snow caves or oh my go on these crazy <laughs> hikes and stuff. Heck yeah.
0: That sounds um, awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so
4: for my, my final project for my film class is I started day one of that class uh, and basically filmed like a mini documentary style thing for our, outdoor recreational leadership for that year so it was like see
0: you were just credit hacking in some <laughs> quasi educational environment yeah, while you got to legit. hang out on a mountain all day
4: my final semester of high school was I had, had three blocks because one of the blocks is basically a free block and so I would like edit footage during that and then the rest of it because I was a second year student you've kind of done a lot of like the training like your avalanche safety training and stuff you're already like <laughs> qualified for that and like yeah yeah so kind of we would just Get like boring. chill out and like go skiing sometimes or like, do like <clears throat> just film i just filmed all of that yeah um we do like search and rescue training and that's it was amazing uh survival skills stuff building shelters that's a so. really
0: i think important part of life that oh, uh i can't I, i'm surprised the american education system is at least in the public schools when i was in them was a lot more cut and dry yeah. They didn't have those kind of outside the box type situations for kids. Yeah. But I think that 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 kind of stuff is really good. You know, if yeah, you took a class on that and then you took a class on personal finance. <laughs> you're set for life. Now. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. And then you all you need to do after that is take one on like the Federal Reserve and the credit <laughs> system. And then, you know, yeah. kind of you'd be you'd be good. You'd be pretty well rounded
4: yeah it was a that was definitely like extremely extremely cool that final semester because it was basically like this weird transition from just like crunching trying to finish all these like in Canada we have um provincial exams which is basically like your finals i guess and uh so it was like cramming to get through those my first semester of grade twelve and then second semester I was like oh i I just i'm chilling like it yeah. was really it was uh it was pretty awesome was
2: this a public school yeah oh, okay. uh, wow but it's,
4: yeah but our our teacher mr salker is like he fully established this program and yeah. i think it's in a few different schools now and it's like a ton that's of hard so work on his cool. part but it was a uh, it was really amazing so i he's a uh, just retired in the last couple of years well very cool that's dude. really
0: neat yeah i i had a buddy who was from uh quebec and um I don't know if this is true for all Canadian school systems, but there's, there's this concept of grade 13, isn't there?
4: Uh, I, that might be a Quebec's, Quebec always had, like, it's very different from the rest of They've got of their little, okay, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that is extremely different. Um, okay, so yeah, grade thirteen, I think, is probably one of those things.
0: <laughs> okay, I, yeah, and I don't mean to speak for the entirety of Quebec or anything, but it just he had so, there was something about he came in late. He wasn't he wasn't born at you know the cutoff times or whatever. He was just a year older than everybody for some reason, and uh, yeah. he said it had to do. Maybe he was just maybe they held him back or something. But yeah, <laughs> he made <it. laughs> I was like, oh yeah,
1: there's yeah, yeah maybe, leaving, he mi- but uh, he, his he might have. <laughs>
0: but he yeah he was just a year older than everybody for some reason so we always used to call him the old man um it was funny but yeah i didn't know if that was true for the entire system over there where did you, where
1: did you go to school
0: in florida
2: oh okay well here we go um was it, yeah, <laughs> what, so snow caves I'm leopards like, go <laughs> literally i'm listening to you guys and i'm like um it's like a movie a girl going to school in florida is listening to this like
1: <laughs> like, well, listen. I I have like I, an image of, of high school in the United States. You know, because yeah. I used to watch movies and stuff about. You know what high school high in the school United States, United States like, is, especially in the South.
2: You go outside, you run, or you you play football. You're gonna have, you're gonna have some type of ball in your hand. That's oh, what you're gonna yeah. do. And if you're not in sports, then <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you.
4: Did you play football, Jordan? <laughs> yeah. Are you telling? We would season?
2: do. I would literally. There's this thing called power power puff powder puff. So like, there's like a girl league like in a a different so was
1: it was there a film program did you do any of that like in high school was there anything that like
2: there was like there was was like an acting room and like there was like one acting class i did take one Kind of acting class. I'm telling you, the curriculum is, it's not good. Like, especially like just where I'm from, there's nothing good. Like, I did do a pageant one time. I was very involved. I was involved in this one thing called Link Leaders. And every single year in high school, we would get with the new freshmen and just get them ready before school started. And we would stick with them during their first couple weeks, just, you know, just getting them ready for high school life and all that stuff. So I really enjoyed that and that made me want to keep doing stuff in the community like big brother big sister program oh, uh, that's cool. That's cool. Did you yeah
4: yeah we did
2: i did that as soon as i graduated high school went to college so that type of stuff but oh it was just sports sports sports
1: so then here's <laughs> the loaded question is like you know it seems like our fates were sealed how did i get yeah, myself did, like what did you like what was the genesis to this you know
2: what growing up i was obsessed with watching disney channel and I would always tell my mom, I said, Mom, I'm gonna be on Disney Channel. I'm gonna and I also didn't understand that it was fake what I was watching. So I thought I could go to school with Hannah Montana and Malibu. It was all well, this stuff. It was in Malibu. Once I got set yes, in <laughs> Malibu, <laughs> <laughs> California. So look I with I'm Hannah Montana
0: before she became Miley Cyrus. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and but then I don't know, like my mom and I come from a military family and it's very just you know, you you get a job. So you can take care of the bills. There's no like dreams. What are those? That doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. And so I got into college, graduated with my degree in advertising, minor in marketing, and then I obviously like I didn't know what to do afterwards. And like almost a year went by, and I just told my mom I was like, you know, remember the acting thing that I kind of want to do that you wouldn't let me do? I'm just gonna go do it. Nice. And she was like, "You're stupid." And I was like, "All right, <laughs> I'm going." So now here I am and it's working out, you know, and okay. then like it becomes like a snowball effect when you want to do something and you really have no idea and you're either going to sink or swim. So we have this acting thing that's going and I got my agents and went from doing background to, you know, work, and did something with Zach Snyder, the other like.
4: Oh, yeah. First name. My buddy Zack so, Snyder. Like, it's so
2: cool. But it's then so along cool. the way, all these other things start to happen and you like you learn production and there's other aspects of the film industry, not just acting. Like when I was a little girl and to be like, Oh, that's all there is to it. No. When I met people like Wes out here and you see that, Oh, you can write, you can direct, you can j- just Hollywood a mic. If that's all you want to do, there's so much that goes into it. And I love it. I don't know. So I How think did the- you,
0: how did you go from, how did you improve your acting over time and just your craft in general? Cause I think that's a good question. Going into starting in a school that didn't have a V or any type of programs like that. Where did you because you're you know, you can you can be in kind of any scene. We can throw the camera on you and you can, you know, and you can improvise and you can be comedic or you can be serious. So where did you where did you pick that up?
2: I was the only child. So I was very bored and very like just dramatic and would just dance and do all this stuff for my family all the time. And I just I watch things and I feel like I can mimic very well. And that's where I I learned the idea of acting. Like I understood, like, oh, you can just act this type of way. You don't actually have to be that type of way in person.
4: That's a a legit skill though. But But you can everyone can do that. Right.
2: Yeah. And then I'm not going to say that acting is like, oh, you have to be born with it. But I do think there is a level of just kind of like what you're subconsciously capable of doing, you know? Yeah. And like where you can allow your, your emotions and body to go. Can you let <laughs> loose and like be just completely kind of go like see red you know and yeah. just not care because some people can't put those blinders up or they they can't allow themselves to become vulnerable
4: was uh was to the death your first like big acting thing with corridor specifically
2: yeah i guess so yeah i, I remember mm-hmm. watching
4: that and being like dang jordan can act like I was yeah like, i really- mean
2: and when i came out here like i just found myself around a bunch of creators and whether it was short instagram skits or whatever um there's a lot of talented people out here in Los Angeles and if you put yourself around them and you start to see the pool instead of looking at people as competition it's really really cool. And then you know I started taking acting classes as well, but acting only helps you so much like it's more of like the technical side and understanding how like to break down the script so you can make certain yeah. decisions, yeah. but there's still like you know this like just doesn't lie if you can't portray <laughs> Yeah, that emotion. I so.
0: think that's a good perspective, too, that what you said there is just looking at the pool instead of the competition, Yeah, looking at, uh, at people as the people that, you know, the people that you meet who are you learn something from each of them. And instead of looking at that as a negative and going, oh, it's so competitive, you can look at it and go, oh, I kn- now I know this person who's really good at this. -hmm. I know this person is really good at this and that and that. And then all of a sudden you build a stable of people that you know Mm -hmm. that you can continue to make things with. And that's really that was always the trick for us. That's the thing that always worked for us at at Corridor was just, you know, we started off as just, oh, we got computers, Sam and Nico No Visual Effects. I'll produce the Mm -hmm. videos. And then people saw, hey, these guys are good at that. And through that, we were able to meet you know everyone we work with now
2: yeah. yeah keeping that open mind like allowing that snowfall snowball effect to take place is so important like to not have such a strong hold on your ideas and yeah. goals that you forget to <clears throat> allow things to take its course because i wouldn't be here at corridor if i just didn't allow things to kind of take its course
1: yeah
4: did you find like with punch but for punch specifically what like was that like Did you feel like you had like a level up moment? Because I know you were like pretty involved with that, just behind the scenes as well. Like
2: Puncher Punch Punch was interesting because I've never had to talk to so many people who are also very important. Like pieces to the puzzle yeah. for something you know so i'm like i'm talking to one person and if their times don't match up with this and then if they can't do this or if they don't understand this and what if they don't expect accept, the, accept this budget like there's just so many things you know behind the scenes that could all come crumbling down and you just hope that on the day of everyone is like oh this is nice yeah you know everyone shows up and plays the part that you texted them last night at 12 a.m to do or you know like yeah. just hope everything goes great it was such a good learning experience being able to just logistically help bring this together and man watching this come to fruition is absolutely wild yeah
1: the uh the day shift episode will be live when this comes out yeah. i think yeah and same Stranger day things yeah, is also yeah. Out, is also so yeah.
0: monday the 15th uh is which is this is live obviously you're listening to it Day the <laughs> second the second episode of punch for punch day shift is out and of course the first episode we dropped uh on the fifth um so you know if you like the first one check out the second one it's it's fun we put we put gee in a car and taught him how to stunt drive for the first time
4: in one
2: day yeah and now he's obsessed he wants to be on the track all the time yeah Yeah.
4: i am like so stoked to watch the second episode because i like purposely haven't watched that much of the day shift
2: one because i'm just like
4: Man, I'm just stoked to watch this. And I loved the Stranger Things one. Like, it came out. I'm actually excited to
2: see what the cut down is on that, too. Because, I mean, obviously, I was there every minute of just getting it prepared, but it's crazy to see all of it just go down to 20 minutes. Well, and Mm -hmm.
1: the day shift set is the only set that I wasn't on as a crew cuts uh, team because Daniel took that whole thing. So I've never seen the movie. I wasn't on set. I haven't seen a single cut. I'm really excited because I'm usually like so just like a fly on the wall through the whole thing that i'm like by the time it comes out i feel like i've lived it like a dozen times and it's not to say that it's not good but it's like does it hit? you know you want Mm -hmm. that fresh Mm -hmm. Mm rush of like excitement i remember
2: Um, i think day shift out of all of them was one of the things like being like an associate producer for it you you will put so much work into something for it, like that, you don't know if it'll pay off or if anyone will need it. Like, we had these cameras that I had to, I ended up hand building, yeah. spent hours, 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 hours. I don't know what time I left the studio, but then I also had to be back and like up early the next day because we we're gonna be at the track. Like, we didn't even end up using the cameras that I spent mm. hours <laughs> and hours building. I mean, I went to so many different stores. Like, Daniel's yeah. helping me out because he's making a whole video about it. And then we get on set and the wind is like, it was crazy, like a hundred miles per hour wind or something. So was like, it they that went, high?
0: Was it that high? Was it? It was. It's was in like the crew cuts. Miles an hour. It was like. 200. <laughs> it was like two
1: hundred. Yeah. You have no, no idea. No, I
2: think it did get up to a hundred. Wow, it was wild because it got that's progressively insane. worse during the day, and that's yeah. what they told us. Yeah, we got there early and. All that to say, yeah, that's that's I put production for you. It.
4: And that was that's also like the day after Nico broke his collarbone too. Oh like. yes,
2: and then that was the day I had to go to Nico's house and drive his Tesla for him because he couldn't drive. Yeah. What a problem! To ask. <laughs> yeah, I thought Wait, those things drove themselves. To, yeah, it drove yeah, itself, it's right? I did. That's I did try point. that feature out. <laughs> I, I tried that feature. out. It's really cool.
0: I thought you could just tell them where to go, and then they show up.
2: No, yeah. you still have to like start it, but then like press a button and then you have to touch the steering wheel every
1: yeah, like 20 yeah, yeah. seconds or something. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Dude, Nico said something really cool that reminds me of uh, what you're talking about with the, the spray paint, the cameras and stuff. Uh-huh. I've never heard this phrase before. Correct me if I'm wrong, if this makes no sense. Maybe I'm remembering it incorrectly, but Nico said planning matters, but plans don't matter, Ooh. which is like the weirdest sentence. But like i think i've like it's been like ringing in my ears i'm trying to decipher it but i think what it's saying is like it's important to plan like it's it's important that you made the cameras but like at the end of the day the plan actually doesn't matter yeah it's the act of planning that is the important part right it's like if we don't use that
2: it doesn't matter because if that's not helping the story if that's not just if it just didn't work out then didn't work out it's like training for
0: it's like test it's like uh studying for an exam yeah Yeah, You know, you you study all this material, you think, hey, this will help, but you don't get the questions to the exam before the exam. (laughs) And that's how real life is. You know, you, you plan for things. That's how real productions are. That's how any type of work is. You plan for it. You do your best to accommodate for the factors that you know might exist. But when you actually get there on the day you know something completely different might happen
2: it yeah. I've also hurts heard... something completely different yeah. always happens yeah you got to be
4: <laughs> flexible like that's that is filmmaking like, adapting
2: <laughs> yeah. you know like and not freaking out you know because yeah. there's people that'll be like okay i guess like and then they just have this horrible yeah. attitude yeah. it's like you can't even care that it's changing you just got to go with it and have a good positive attitude or else everything could go crumbling and the yeah. people around you when you're working with a crew oh my god
1: yeah like uh bad sentiment is extremely contagious.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: especially if it comes from the top, like the minute someone in charge seems flustered on a, on a film set. Yeah. Oh man. Like you just yeah. watch, like it's like, yeah. it's a domino <laughs> effect. You're like, Oh no. And then suddenly <laughs> it can change the whole vibe of the yeah. shoot. Even if the yeah. shoot's no, it going was really well, you know, that was
0: something that I had to pick up on as we started. Because when, when we first started filming videos, it was just me, Sam and Nico Ren, you know, Ren came along pretty early as well, and we we would be just the four of. There just just three, three, four, five of us filming, yeah. and you know something would go wrong, and but it was it was so small, and I didn't think about the effect that you know say oh well we can't film that right now because I don't I didn't know about it you know things mm-hmm. like that as a producer, but when I started to see that. From if I had a negative attitude and I saw how other people would take that on, immediately I figured out, oh no, that's that can't be the way that I do this because yeah. you're right. You it has an immediate, like, yeah, yeah, it has an immediate trickle down effect. Um, Whether people Fenner, show I,
2: it or not, they'll feel it. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, Fenner, I wanted to ask you. I mean, Jonah, you were describing. You know, this moment, you're in northern India. You're on a nature preserve. You're taking pictures of God's majestic creatures with a camera in your hands for the first time. Life you have an pirate. aha moment where you realize that that's what you want to do with your life. It sounds like Jordan and I are of the same boat where we're kind of flexible and we just like <laughs> the act of doing. Fenner, did you have something like that in your own life?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean... I always wanted to do filmmaking, whatever that meant. Um, yeah. And I remember, again, uh, a huge influence on me was this other teacher we had in high school. Her name was Miss Titus, uh, Georgina Titus. She was awesome. And she was actually- I love sisters. how you
0: remember everyone's names. Yeah. She was she, yeah.
4: <laughs> she was like, her and Mitch Salkers were two people that I'm like, okay, you helped like mold the person I am in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Um and she was my sister's teacher and my sister was like in her she had a graphic design class and my sister was like super into that class and she was a few years older than me. Um but basically we you know started to learn Photoshop through that and like uh like Adobe Premiere, I think iMovie at the time or whatever it was as well. And my sister was like, Oh, you should you'd probably like this, and we'd just make stupid little videos together, like my sister and I, and then once I got to high school I right away was like, okay, I got to be in this graphic design class because I was like already learning Photoshop because it was just so much fun. I used to, my cousin, I would like edit like pixel art stuff in Hmm, Photoshop because we'd try to make these little flash animations. And basically like day one of the class, I was like, oh, I'm like Sasha's little brother. I like, I know how to use Photoshop already. Sasha taught me. And so basically just was doing Photoshop stuff and then kind of like at, at some point I was kind of like, well, this is kind of boring. Like <laughs> I'm just like doing still image stuff. And yeah. I, I had a little like Sony cam and loved filming stuff. So I was like, okay, how do I make Photoshop up for video? And that's where yeah, I started learning After Effects and credit to Miss Titus as well. She was just like, yeah, just like if you can do something and show me like what you did and explain how you did it, I'll grade it based on that. Like you don't have to do the normal curriculum. Cause she was kind of oh, like, okay, yeah, wow. you already know how to do this stuff. and then. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, the school had the Autodesk software package. Like, I guess they had some promotion. Like, schools could get it free. Someone booted
0: it. Someone, someone free booted it. No, I, I
4: think they genuinely, like, they were like, oh, we want to get students learning this. Um, And so I didn't know anything about, like, 3DS. I was using, like, Google Sketchups to be like, yeah. oh, I can do some cool architecture stuff. I don't know. And then yeah. my teacher, she was like, okay, well, we have these programs. And she was basically like, I don't know how to teach these. I've never opened them. Can I assign you to open these and try to figure out how to do something? And then if you show some other students, like I'll grade you based on that. So then yeah. I opened up, I think it was like, That's so good. yeah, it was like 3ds max. And I remember doing like this super simple walk animation of like the basic rig they had in 3ds max. And I think uh, soft Image was the other one. And I was like, oh my God, it's like photoshop for video but in 3d space yeah i was like yeah basically it was like kind of told her after that i was like yeah i want to just kind of keep doing this so i'm just gonna i kind of did the film class i kind of turned it into that graphic design
1: class and this is all in high school
2: yeah that's dude that that is so so
1: similar similar to my experience because the last year of school for me they came up for the first time they had a uh like a digital media class but I signed up for it thinking oh I'm going to be able to make movies right yeah. but then they it's all like uh the logo design it's all like photoshop stuff but the teacher Tim Perceavage he realized really quickly that like I only was really there cuz I wanted to make movies and so he he literally I I can't believe he did this but there was like the little editing bay room in the back and everyone else in the class would do photoshop and he would just let me go back there and I would I edited for an entire semester i would go shoot projects and he was just like i guess made a deal with me he, like i didn't even like explicitly say like this he was just like oh this kid like he wants to do this so nice. i would just make all these i made every um we had like student uh government yeah. so i made all the videos for student government i made all there was like people who were doing music videos that they wanted all the music videos i did um like we used to have these assemblies where sometimes. Wait, be wait, wait, like wait, wait. You
0: tell about, you were telling me about this the other day. You were slinging, you were slinging uh, mean, yeah. election yeah, videos for your yeah. high school, <laughs> 100% high school. Dude, election. It was, if you think of it, it was so
1: dumb because I, so I was the only one who was doing it. So you would have like, you <laughs> know, six people who are Playing all running both sides. So you always end up on <laughs> yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, dude. that's I made right. Every, <laughs> I made every single election <laughs> video. So you would have these kids who are directly going against each other and all the videos were made by the same guy you know and i was telling them what to say
4: basically <laughs> dude you're the like illuminati of yeah, this dude. school yeah, I, yeah.
0: guys we do pre-concessions at the football games yes. and uh it's gonna be great
1: yeah, yeah it was it's thinking back on it, it made no sense at all but um yeah that's what i did so it was like a teacher who yeah. just like has had the ability to see like oh like this kid like has got like a thing that they're really focused on. Like that's a good teacher Yeah, I because was gonna say, that's it, like, it empowered me to feel like I, I could do those things. Yeah. That's the difference between like a good teacher and a great
4: teacher is a teacher that is like, okay, this kid is not doing the curriculum, but they're doing something that is, you know, valuable. How can I encourage and enable them to do that? And that's yeah. like, right. I I'm so thankful that I had those mentors and teachers because I wouldn't be where I am today without those people. So,
2: they it's, don't exist in Florida, I tell you. Uh, they, they, they all escaped.
4: <laughs> yeah. Maybe like yeah. a
2: couple in like my elementary. Yeah. Once. But like once you get into middle school, high school, my community, it was just very like just curriculum. This is for this exam. Test this. Even if you put out a granola bar detention, like they're just very to the books. Well. And the books suck, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah, <laughs> there's nothing books. special yeah. about it. It's Jake, it's you... the
0: difference between the book And the test. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same concept. Like, you you prepare, you want to have a curriculum for the kids, you want to have a curriculum for a class, but when you get the actual kids in front of that curriculum, you might see, hey, this one really is excelling in this way, this one's really excelling in this way, and it doesn't quite fit the exact curriculum, but at the same time when you have the goal established what are you trying to teach with that curriculum at the end of the day what's the life skill and you can still go towards that thing that's that's kind of the same concept
4: yeah jake did you have like a particular teacher or teachers or people outside of that that were kind of
0: molded you into this role uh yeah I, there was there was in the school environment there was really two i think there was uh my coach scott christensen from track and then um this other man uh Mr S- Mr Spreeman um and so Mr Spreeman was a history teacher but he also had taught philosophy um and but they had axed the program so he said oh well there's still students i have that are interested in this so we started a philosophy club i know this is really nerdy but oh, um, very cool. yeah he he yeah. basically taught me about the fundamentals of like you know western philosophy uh starting with plato aristotle socrates you know all the the known greek greek greats and then we had that's he he basically taught us an improved course on the history of philosophy um and it was really cool we would meet at a uh cafe uh like on thursday nights and we would have reading every week that we, of course you didn't have to do it. There wasn't any requirement that you had to do it, but he saw, Hey, all these kids are interested in this. And then each one, you know, was sort of establishing like the pillars of thought and how that progressed over time and who challenged it and who thought differently and, you know, how that led up to today and the way that we think about just, you know, everything today. Um, so there's a really, really good foundation of that. Yeah. And it kind of taught me for the first time how to teach myself things as well. Cause that's huge. You, yeah. When you're, you know, younger, you, you, you get put in these, okay, this is an educational environment, right. Or your parents might teach you something or by, or whatever. But when you figure out how to teach yourself something, that's really when education pays its dues, you know, is is then you can take the same approach to something and go, Hey, I might not know anything about thirteenth century English literature, but how do you start? Well, you you read a review on it, you read a view who was writing during that period, you pick up a book, you you read through it, you figure out what separates that from other parts of you know, the same class, I guess, of with this example being literature, and you bridge out from there. And I didn't know how to do that before him. Um, so that was really cool. And that led me into theology, which I studied, uh, at, in college. Um, and then, uh, that led me into law, um, eventually. Cause I liked philosophy cause it was really abstract and it had this sort of AB logic to it. Yeah. Um, but I also, it longed for something more for me because philosophy is great, but if you can't agree to like you know, some fundamental precepts about the universe, you know, mm, which yeah. philosophy will do. There's philosophies yeah. who argue, you know, we don't even exist, man. You know, you, you know. <laughs> and it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to go from any place when you start with such a nihilistic, yeah. you know, argument. Um, yeah. So that led me into theology. And then I started studying, you know, the religions of the world. And I noticed, Hey, there's actually a lot of different themes that connect across different religions. And, and there's actually, you know, we often try to think of different swaths of people and cultures from the globe in these sort of cut and dry boxes. And, you know, you have Hinduism and you have Judaism and you have Christianity and Buddhism, but there's, there's themes that are central to humanity mm-hmm. that run across those different religions and they manifest themselves in different ways. And I didn't know that until I started to study some of that and and I liked that because it felt connected to the actual human condition. Yeah. And then of course, theology led me into, Oh, well, wait, there's more going on here than just the study of God. There's, there's political organizations that have been created and built around this whole thing that affect the way we are today or the way that our societies are today. And then that, Led me to think, oh well, how? What is the glue that holds society and culture together? Well, it's it's law. Mm-hmm. It's these concepts of law. It's not like oh, we wrote this down in a book, so you need to follow it. I'm talking about the the concept of like the legal contract that we have with one another, or the social contract that we have with one another, and that led yeah. me down that path. Um, so that was my sort of way that I came to be in law school, and then of course while I was in law school, we started filming videos and I thought, Hey, I can apply my passion to learn something new to this now. And that's what I did. I didn't know anything uh, about filmmaking before I started working with Sam and Nico. I did. I mean, I shot a couple of films. I had opened movie maker, you know, I had messed around with video cameras and still photography and things like that. But everything I learned, I, I learned from just, being here and doing it yeah
4: jake have you watched uh, better call saul
0: (laughs) i've never seen it (laughs) dude
4: have have you seen breaking bad
0: yeah i've seen it i've seen a few episodes but it was honestly it was really hard for me to watch because it's so intense
4: dude oh it's so good better call saul the final (laughs) episode is coming out on monday and might be better than breaking bad wow it's because i think it'd be right up your alley man it's such like incredible filmmaking but then it has this whole like lost like it's very much what you were talking about just like the social contracts like how do we you know yeah like bend the law how do we take advantage of this how do we you know it like what is morally the correct thing to do if you know you're representing someone that's like you know a criminal like there's right without spoiling like there's scenes where it's like oh i'm needing to defend someone that i know is like heavily involved in this cartel because they threatened me like, right. hey, yeah. and i right. representing this person because they're threatening to kill me. Like, how does this like? And it's dude, it's such a good show. I think I think if you could watch through Breaking Bad and then do Better Call Saul, it's okay. it's so incredible. It's a good double feature of like what, that's like two weeks of your life, dude. That's back like back. that's like a month. It's, of a month life. it's like a yeah. hundred twenty. So I got, I got hours into
0: when I started law school. I did it because I wanted to protect. Uh, well, I did. I wanted to be a music a musician's agent or. I wanted to work in music because that's that's the artistic format that I was familiar with. Yeah. But when I started doing video, I realized, oh, the same principles apply. And so my whole f- idea behind it was, I want to become a lawyer so I can not get screwed by a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that <laughs> was my whole smart. idea. Yeah. Um, so far, it's worked out. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 Jake, how's it going with uh, Warner Brothers? Yeah, and Batman. I need, oh, I need man, to it, <laughs> dude. I I have no updates on it at this time. Oh. I but does the podcast know um,
2: that you guys share it? It's oh. coming.
0: It's coming. We yeah. still have another forty five days of the copyright strike, so I got some right. time still.
4: Those WB um, lawyers, dude. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe we can stick it to them again, and maybe uh, yes, tease that little. Uh, you know. Yeah, that's really poking the bear. Yeah. So uh, Warner Brothers, you may have heard. They, <laughs> speaking they of it. speaking of, yeah, they canceled yeah. this movie. Called Batgirl, and you know, we were just thinking, playing around with the idea of, <laughs>
1: oh, it's canceled. What if we make it? So yeah. I don't know. What if we just? We,
4: what
0: if we just leak it?
1: You know? Yeah. What if we just? It's wor- Dude, it's worse than canceling it because, from what I understand, they shot most of it. It's not like they like canceled the movie from being produced. Like they produced no. it. It's they, yeah, it was like so in post. Like so silly, they were man. editing. They there's
4: VFX it. being done. Oh, Matt
2: it was-, was showing me my soon-to-be costume yeah oh they. yeah, um, yeah. Co- i have to buy my own costume because it's my department as well yeah. <laughs> you have to talk to the producer you're yeah. just having
1: a conversation with yourself i
2: don't know maybe what there's a
1: cheaper option i don't know, <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's in the budget please i really yeah. like it but i just
4: there's so much there with like warner brothers and the whole all the controversy with like ezra oh, yeah. miller and that like how is that movie still being released and that's there's a lot going on there, so I feel like it's feel like Nico it's has really
0: some very uh, interesting opinions on this. So I think uh once we get into the production of this, it'd be great to get him back on the cast and have yeah. him go into some of those. Because yeah, I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know if they're going to be around for. You think longer. So. dude?
4: Like, well, they got I mean, acquired. I don't
0: know. They're like, but yeah. So okay, so. This is they they were recently acquired by Discovery, Discovery. right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. which is like so
1: bizarre. Yeah. And we, I don't want to hot take Discovery has had also had its own issues, right? Because they tried to make the streaming service, right? Because Discovery bought it wasn't like CNN Plus or something where they tried to have a streaming service and it lasted like I think two weeks. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, this was horrible. And then they like kind of restructured, they laid everyone off. And now they're buying Warner Brothers. And I'm like, well, your track record, very bad. Right. Very and then the other thing
0: record. about, so you're talking about HBO Max and Discovery Plus. Yeah. So basically. Let, let's just set that on a table for a second. And, and for, you know, we don't know the in and outs of this, right? And I, I don't know. We, and some people do, obviously, but we don't. But let's just set those two concepts on a table. You have HBO Max, you have Discovery Plus. They're basically not even the same product, yeah, at all. You know, yeah, they're video audio visual product that you consume by watching in four frames or in four corners of a frame. But beyond that, HBO Max is this entirely different. You know, has this entirely different legacy and heritage versus Discovery Plus, which is. Reality TV, yeah, and like and you know, cheap like reality TV documentary style. You know, you got what do you got? Deadliest Catch and oh, hell, ice, yeah. ice aliens, road dude. truckers, <laughs> ancient aliens, ancient aliens is it. on history. Yeah. Oh, really? But yeah, like I
4: think Discovery, Dang. I think Mythbusters, I think HBO, I think like I don't know, like Game of Thrones or something. Yeah, you like, think you, you think know?
0: cinematic narrative, <laughs> yes, versus reality TV, and the market for those is, is there's two totally separate markets for that so i don't know how they're going to reconcile that and make them feel like one cohesive platform um you know uh and and it's almost as if you know the i don't know is is there any art left in like discovery channel content or is it just is it just content (laughs) (laughs) the The marketing for shark week is perhaps the most artistic thing yeah, that they've like, ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, Disney and Netflix and Amazon and, and HBO, there's still, there's, there's, there's this concept that is inherent still to those platforms, which is, this is still an art form. Mm-hmm. We might not get it right all the time. You know, we've got shareholders, we've got stocks, we've got all that crap, but we still do things that are cool and cutting edge. And isn't yeah, that yeah. fun? And don't you want to see it? Versus, hey, how about that next season of Ice Road Truckers, guys? I don't know if <laughs> Ice Road Truckers is on Discovery+. Plus. And I I'm sure if you told that to an eight-year-old, if I yeah. told my son that Ice Road Truckers had a new season, he'd probably be all about yeah. it. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, does it dilute I just...
1: something by by widening the viewership ever? Is that, that's kind of what you're saying. It's like, because it does it degrade game of thrones for it to be sitting next to ice road truckers, right? Because you could assume <laughs> do they have to do a tie in episode as well. <laughs> right. Because they're just in the universe. Ice, ice road beyond the wall. Dude, yeah, dude, dude, dude. You just start hearing the noises of trucks. Shit. Is that a video?
2: I, I don't game know. of I, Thrones, I
3: don't ice road Truckers.
2: it so much dilutes it, but you can't like stray away from the idea of just like human nature and our minds and, the saying they say don't judge a book by its cover well like that's all we do like in this yeah. industry yeah. who's directing this movie oh is it on netflix is it is is it on here if it's not on a certain platform or streaming service or in movies we aren't going to take yeah. it as serious and as there's a, mass- a few majority yeah. that, there's of the audience
0: there's a few that break out by word of mouth but right. they're few and far between have you guys Finner's seen, have you guys right seen Prey?
4: Yes, I
2: have.
0: I still haven't seen it. How is that not in theaters?
4: I know. It is incredible. It's one of the best, like... It's weird. It's, other than the original, it's like the best Predator movie I've seen in a long time. And it's just genuinely one of the best action movies I've seen. It's so well, well shot. Uh, what did I watch it on? What's what, it? Yeah, what's, what's this? The it's on Hulu. Hulu. And I'm like,
2: but you know what? what? Like the the rooms that we're not in, like these executives and the money and the Hollywood and the corporate first, it's some sketchy stuff happening up there. And who has their their pockets and what yeah. in their hands and what? We don't know. I you just know? listened
4: and- to um last God. night uh, on the the Ringer podcast, The Big Picture. Um, they were interviewing Dan Trackenberg, the director, mm-hmm. and they asked them, they're like, "What do you think about your movie only coming out on Hulu?" And he, you could tell, he was like, "Yeah, you know." We shot it on location. It's beautiful. He's like, I really think it should be in theaters. Like, Mm -hmm. and you could tell he was like, Oh man, how is this only now being released to like view on home video? Like, we watched it on an iPad, and I'm like, Yeah, yeah. I was like, I would pay so much money to go see a double feature of the original Predator and Pray back to back. Like, and I'm just saying, the fact I watched
2: Licorice Pizza in theaters, but I can't go watch Prey in theaters is absolutely wild. It's so
4: good. It's like incredible VFX, incredible cinematography amazing sound design like and i was just like this is such a shame (laughs) like yeah yeah it's seriously like if you guys haven't seen it go check out prey because it is it's interesting do you
2: think that maybe like the idea of going to the movies versus just what platform it's on like that's just going to start kind of bleeding into each other like the idea of a blockbuster film because it's in a movie theater is no longer going to be really just yeah
0: I mean, Well, it already I, yeah. I mean it already does that a little bit it's already yeah, yeah. that's already happening a bit yeah, yeah. and covid didn't help <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean it pushed that it pushed that further yeah um but i I, just... I don't think that necessarily matters as long as you can absorb it in that same type of environment where you can sit and it's big screen there's good sound it's isolated you're meant to sit down and absorb it and watch every shot and not get up. Yeah. And yeah. and move on. So I, I th- that medium obviously is I think going to be preserved however because people enjoy consuming videos like that. Um but yeah, I think there'll always be a place for theaters. I just don't know how uh, you know. I, I don't I don't know. We've had yeah, this we won't conversation be able a lot.
2: To do this with movies just because they're in theaters or not anymore. I think that's where streaming is getting us.
4: Yeah. Isn't, um, I could be totally wrong on this, but aren't some of the streaming services purchasing their own theaters? Yeah.
1: I was about to say, like, if you, oh. this is so full circle. Cause like, if you look at the history of like cinema and like the golden era of like when the star system was like kind of invented and in the, like the reason like Paramount Theaters named the Paramount Theaters, cause it was like it was a studio lot. It was mm-hmm. production. It was distribution, mm-hmm. and that is illegal. That's called mm-hmm. monopoly. And <laughs> yeah, right, you
0: used to be able to sign talent to yeah. uh, a contract with just a specific studio. So yeah. we're
1: running into this weird place where it's like, yeah, it would be cool if there was a Hulu theater, right? I would go to the Hulu theater and watch Prey. That's yeah. great, but there's a reason we dismantle that system, right? The vertical integration system, because. It makes it even harder for like any form of competition to exist, right yeah. yeah and the the space is a little different now because like yeah, a director can like get their projects put on Hulu right, like a guy like who makes prey can like get you know it's it is different, but as fun as it would be for us to be able to go to the the Hulu theater and watch it, I actually think in the long term it would it would be worse. Um, just yeah. from like a like a business standpoint, well, I'm, it's just dangerous. I'm
4: so curious to see what happens with Prey because it's already become Hulu's biggest thing they've ever had. Really? Yeah. Like, and it just oh, came God. out. Watch this movie. Well, and
2: I mean, it doesn't stop it from getting its awards and recognition. Exactly.
4: But I'm I'm so curious if they're gonna do a theater launch of it because I would they go might. Yeah, I mean, if I they, they can make money it. off
0: of it, they will. That yeah. like that's basic distribution right there. You just hook yeah. up with a distribution partner. You know, whoever it is, there's a bunch of them out there and you sling it out to theaters. I mean, that's if they think that it'll do well, they'll do it. There's people yeah, who tough. are hungry for that because of how dry the theater market is now. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So they'd be looking for that. I'm sure they're already talking about it. Yeah,
4: I, we were saying after we watched it, it was like, man, we like we looked at what was playing in the theaters mm-hmm. and it was like everything was a superhero movie or there was also nope but that was the only other like non superhero movie <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's just cuz it's like you know if you slap marvel on it it's probably going to do decent numbers so those will be shown in theaters but it's it's a it's kind of a shame that you don't get movies like prey
0: like
2: I'm wondering if they thought it wouldn't do well you know
0: yeah i guess it's just they that- also pro- the way that those contracts work now too is it's just Uh, a very simple it just says hey this is your budget we want you to make it this is your distribution platform yeah and and they don't really consider that you know that's a whole new i don't know what the budget is on it budget was on it we can look that up real quick yeah
4: i mean whatever it looked phenomenal like the way it's shot the vfx like
1: i was like
0: the budget will give you a lot of indication in terms of what the initial contract probably was
1: about yeah um, it just goes to show like yeah i feel like it's probably pretty low budget and like a director if you can knock it out of the park that hard you become undeniable yeah. and that's the whole thing is like to to re- like these days it has to be undeniable
4: yeah well after listening to that interview he talked about some of his past projects and i was like oh man i didn't realize this guy was one of my favorite directors i didn't even know like he did 10 cloverfield lane oh. uh, he did the episode play test of black mirror
2: oh okay like okay, he's okay. only
4: done banger like stuff but it's stuff. all been streaming service kind of stuff cuz wasn't the, the only thing that land drives land me nuts about straight, 10 yeah.
0: cloverfield lane is it has no ending yeah
4: i know it's just like hey <laughs> it, 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 look
0: a th- it's a thriller without an ending yeah why yeah
2: i think streaming's taking over i don't, you don't I th- say
0: uh, <laughs> 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 yeah
2: Speaking,
1: Speaking of dot yeah. com, yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're literally like, <laughs> <streaming laughs> making fun of the system, actually. and it's like you're yeah. watching this, paying three ninety nine. Um, well,
2: it's like something like Rebel Moon, website. like I would go to theaters to watch that, right? Yeah. When it drops, strictly on Netflix.
4: Yeah, Netflix streamer only. Like, okay, but on
0: crazy. but let's go back a quick. Let's let's just wrap this up with, with going back to that. Monopoly thing,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that game. What are we talking about? When's
4: <laughs>
0: you're ta- you're talking about vertical breaking up vertical integrations in different industries, guys? When's the last time there was a good breakup of uh, a monopolized industry? Wh-
1: yeah, we haven't know? done it in a while. Well, no, we've flir- we flirted with it a lot, and like outside of film, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we there's a yeah. lot of
0: virtue signaling about it. But when's the last time? there was actually a good breakup of a, a like is amazon too big you know it's that kind of question yeah, it's, yeah it, it they, they they this was all started because of standard oil and yeah. and they broke that up into a billion different companies but maybe we could use a little bit of that you know not just in entertainment but Kind of across yeah, the board, it's honestly you know, easier. loosen it's, things up a little bit. Yeah,
1: it's it's easier to do it in entertainment because everyone's looking, you know. Yeah. So if like right, when, like it, entertainment, because it's it's like a mirror, right? Because entertainment is talking about entertainment, so they're right. like, we're <laughs> so bad, <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, yeah. um, right? And right. so it's like it's a fun little pra- playground to talk about these things. in. but yeah, when yeah. it comes to like the greater, you know, you know, actual like business interests of this country and countries around right. the world, I think that. We're, we're far past due for a lot right. of these, these things. So let's, let's get into also, that on the I'm next podcast. I'm not an expert. Okay. Yeah. I make movies, so on, the ne- uh, on the next
0: Corridor cast, we're going to talk about big corp breakups and what they mean with all of our extensive forget. experience.
2: The families, like the Rockefellers and the... Rocks. What did like, we forget about?
0: I just... You know what I
4: forgot about? That, uh, that Amazon, actually running. Amazon, also a streaming service. <laughs> Apple, also a streaming... <laughs> yeah.
3: They're just... Oh, yeah. Dop. See what I mean? See what I mean? <laughs> oh,
4: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, Some of my See what favorite I mean?
4: shows. Oh, God. No, those all families... conspiracy, Those man. families
2: own these corporations, okay? I just want y'all to remember <sighs> yeah. these, these people that we don't even know their Jordan's going
1: way down on it.
2: They, we don't even know what they look Dude. like. They I don't got, want us I, to I gotta know. I got
1: to go up to the... Uh, I gotta go up to the kitchen and get you a tinfoil hat because you're getting you're moving a lot. You're she's, moving. Going, she's going reptilians. That's next. Yeah, dude.
2: If I don't come <laughs> to to work tomorrow, it's because they found me. Yeah,
4: <laughs> Jordan, you're being Batgirl. You wanna? uh I'm
2: maybe... so excited to be Batgirl. I really hope that I actually have like just a, a range, yeah. that I can showcase. Oh, I don't want to oh. just do a bunch well, of dumb okay. shit the whole time. Okay. Okay. Uh,
4: okay. Do you want to? we maybe have another role that might have some range oh yeah jonah halo. was writing
2: something
1: halo yeah yeah we definitely I was gonna let you say about you really
2: excited <laughs> yeah we and that one's
1: like no like no pressure yeah jake you're have like, you heard about this you're like the whole thing yes you're, so yeah. this okay. is
0: this is also uh something that fenner and jonah are in the works on now that you guys are roomies yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. look at
2: these bearded, uh, profoundly intellectual <laughs> high schools who dug holes in the bottom of sea. I don't even I know. I could do like, two podcasts on holes. Like, <laughs> like what the <laughs> hell you didn't you guys do between the ages of like eight and 15?
0: <laughs> they I grew beards, know. Jordan. They grew <laughs> beards. They grew, <laughs> really they, became, they grew beards and became <laughs> men.
1: <laughs> but yeah, man, Halo is something that I think is a really interesting opportunity um and it, it it's kind of in line with uh you know something we've all been talking about here which is like you know we we just wrapped up two really big um yeah. long form projects right which is like punch for punch and son of a dungeon which of not up yeah son of a, a lot of, is not wrapped yeah, up, we're not but... wrapped up sorry i just that was a huge faux pas <laughs> i'm going to hear about that later at home um <laughs> uh, but uh you know we're in a we're in a place where you know we have the opportunity to do some smaller yeah. and not smaller in the sense of like less important but like you know quicker turnaround, kind of short stories, and yeah, I was like a guy who was like a fan of quarter like that's what I loved like I've watched every single one of those and 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 I think having a balance is really great and and Fenner came to me with this idea, you know, mad scrawlings and, and and uh you know random ideas of of halo what this halo short could be, and we've been working on it for a couple months, and I think it only makes sense that you're the lead it's like a really dope character, um you know it's uh we I, I don't want to Say too much about it, but yeah. um, it's gonna be a really awesome opportunity for you to be like, yeah, like a badass, a badass, and like I can't wait, man, dope little story. I can't wait to read the uh, script. Yeah, you'll get it on your desk very soon, I'm sure. Um, okay, and uh yeah, is there anything else? Like, what do you want to say? I'm like, uh, I'm, like scared right now. It looks cool. Svenner's <laughs> in charge. I've started working on some of the VFX for it. Oh, uh, like, and
4: it's I. When we were talking with Sam and Nico about it, we said we're like, we want this to be, this is going to put so much pressure on ourselves. We want this to be the best looking thing Cordor has done, which is so much pressure. But
1: you heard it
0: here. I feel like the best looking thing we've done in the Halo universe.
1: Yeah. 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 But yeah. How does that make you feel as the, as Master Chief? Are you offended that he wants to make something is there a way to be better than? Listen, you I, in a...
0: we didn't we didn't set the bar that high. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we were uh, going more for the comedy of it.
4: Yeah, we're gonna I don't know try our best on this thing, and I yeah. think it could be something really cool. So I'm
1: like really stoked about it. So yeah, this yeah. the short is not funny. It's like a dope, like yeah, actual like it's very much like a, a slice of like what I and Fenner both think like Halo could be as like a film property or like a, you know a, 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 at least a, a streaming property like yeah it's very much you know Fender's coming at it as like a fan of the property i'm coming at, i'm not like a huge fan of halo in the sense that i just don't know much about it but like i'm coming at it saying like how do we make a story in this world like compelling mm-hmm. and yeah. important and also pay homage but not overindulge it has yeah. to work for people that no, no, I don't
2: know anything. Like, an I you know, have never played. I, I wear the nothing. sweatshirt that we have at Corridor with the Halo gun. That's <laughs> about all I know, but I'm very, I'm really excited. I'm gonna act my ass off for you guys. Heck yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm super excited. Plus, well, that's we have, awesome. We with we got Son of that. a Dungeon, we have like so much technological yeah. uh advancements that we're gonna definitely incorporate. That's all I have to say on it.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited for that part too, for sure. So we have that in, the, in development, and then we just pulled Dubstep Guns 2 past development. It's now officially in pre-production, um, so we have ideal shoot dates. We're getting into the nitty-gritty about you know the designs of the props, and the script is done. So now that's in full pre-production, which is awesome. It's been a long time coming. Thank you for everyone's patience while well, we did Son of a Dungeon Season 2. Um, and now we get to spend some time on that. Uh Nico's got another iteration of t- the to the death universe that he's writing. Um, I didn't so, even know that. Yeah. 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 I just
1: found out. He mm-hmm.
2: told me um, during Korean barbecue on Friday. Yo. I almost pooped my pants. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's related. It was just Korean barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the Korean barbecue. Yeah.
0: And then uh we also have uh the f- first i guess this would technically be the second episode of wizard cops because the first one we did years ago but this would be since it got greenlit we have the first draft of the script for that um so yeah that's all i can't wait for that on is that something you're writing yeah I'm i've up, written yeah. the first um nico did a pass on uh like some th- scenes and situations that he thought would be funny then i took that and I have my own scenes and things in, like that in there. It's about 10 pages right now. Um, the big question that we were facing was whether to make it more narrative or make it really, no, it's just cops with wizards, which <laughs> I think we're leaning more towards. No, really? No, it's just cops with wizards. Cause it's yeah. just so funny. I don't, it yeah. Is very yeah. Funny. Um, so we're going to lean more into that and then finish up the first script for episode one. And then I think we're just going to shoot it. And we're not because, you know, when we originally conceptualized it, the idea was, oh, well, maybe let's, you know, do five episodes at once. Let's just do one and then put it out and then do another one and put it out and and just do it that way. And then it doesn't have to be this big thing that, like, creates this space-time continuum void in the rest Mm -hmm. of everything else we're doing. Um, So... Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for this fall because we're going to get into more of this type of work and it's just going to sharpen everyone's skills and come up with you know new energy and new ideas for stuff. So yeah.
2: Oh, wait. Speaking of sharpening skills. Yes. And here we have a, an improv class maybe <gasps> <Yes>. happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that actually which happening? Which I'm very excited for because- I believe oh, it is
0: happening. I don't, yeah. Uh, I don't know anything yeah, about but- it beyond that.
2: I've been Uh, taking a break from my acting classes because they're so expensive because I'm moving into my new apartment. Yeah. And when I was told that we have basically an acting class coming here that I can take for free. So if you think
0: Markiplier is good at improv, just know this is the woman who taught him him how to improv. Wow. Yeah.
2: So that we can all sharpen our skills here. Yeah. Our intern, Mike. Are we is it like oh, a uh, one day event
1: name? or are we like
0: Mike doing like is a, his name? Mike
4: Mike <laughs> Mark, I don't know. He does the dishes, sweeps sometimes. <laughs> he does.
2: I don't he really makes, know. He makes he makes new rooms. Here's I don't know if that's Mark or Nico described yeah, Nico described Mark him, Mark him as a
0: benevolent YouTube god the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, benevolent YouTube
4: god is correct. Mark is awesome. So Yeah, yeah. yeah very stoked he's, for the improv he's
0: that's so cool. that's, that's what's on the docket, people. Um, I think that's it for, for this episode of The Corridor Cast. Thank you for joining um, and uh, listening. And uh, we hope you're having a great day. Um, I, guess I'll, I guess I'll play us out. What do you guys yeah. think? Yeah,
4: that was yeah. a fun podcast. That was really fun. That was I so learned a awesome. lot.
1: Yeah. Your speech on your like process of going from philosophy to theology, it made me have a great deal of respect for you. I had never oh, heard thanks, any of that it was really Thank cool you. I want to hear more about that that was like because I, I did I did a bit of that in college I took like three or four different that's when I was
2: able to course. do philosophy too we can college. talk about because my Florida you
1: guys keep, talk, keep talking keep
0: talking I'm going to start playing philosophy. just quietly okay. yeah, oh great. yeah
2: this is like in
1: church, of, yeah. in church. we'll talk about that yeah it's great no
4: this <laughs> is like in the Oscars when you get your award and they, they're playing as oh as and as they, as they as
2: start as playing and you know. you're like okay mom god my ex-husband I love all you guys
1: is falling apart
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when they play the music you start crumbling
1: no but you know i think what i learned today this is my crew cut speaking and we gotta always have a good moment at the end to wrap it up and what i learned today is that you know we gotta embrace what we learned being young and just having the ability to the fervor for excitement um and, and to learn everything and to not get too in your head about like making everything perfect yes you know just about like who
2: you should be yeah
1: just explore Mm -hmm. learn as much as you can don't put too much pressure on yourself you know she she pressure but but, she humble she humble but that's what's important to remember um (laughs) that's all i got just go out there and have fun thanks for watching everybody